0: this is a Sensi fan talking with lp you can catch me on twitter that's a Sensi fan talking you say it like it sounds just leave off the g if you have ideas for the show, you can reach me at cincy underscore talk at yahoo.com. If you have any suggestions for the show, make sure you leave them there. Who knows, you might find yourself as part of the show. Any feedback would be definitely appreciated. And also, make sure you hit the link tree page that's on my Twitter. Make sure you click on that. You can find all the different ways to contact me there. Enjoy the show. What's up? What's up? What's going on, everybody out there in podcast view, podcast land, however you want to call it. Welcome to another episode of A Scentsy Fan Talking. And, of course, this is your boy, L.P., Rolling with you, and we're going to make this one all about the Bengals. Uh, Mostly about the Bengals. Uh, Yeah, so this is basically how we're rolling. I'm going to break down what the season will look like for the Bengals fans. All right, we'll kind of go into a main strength of the team, a main weakness of the team, what we should expect the team to be. All that good stuff. So we'll just go ahead and jump into it. Um, y'all know what to do by now. Y'all know how to access the pod. If you don't, we're pretty much located anywhere where you can find a podcast. So just click on it. Make sure you subscribe. Do all that so you can know every time that we drop it. All right. So we're going to do this a little bit differently. um I'll have a sentence and I'll finish the sentence in as few words as possible <laughs> and then explain why I chose those words or that word, depending on how it go. So let's go with the first one. We should expect this Bengals team to be entertaining. I feel like this will be one of the more entertaining teams that we've seen in Cincinnati in the past few years. Um, We haven't really had much to go on as far as expectations for our squad in the last couple of years. And for the past couple of years, it's just been downright boring. I felt like last year was about to be that time where we would be all excited and and ready to watch the team week by week. And it felt like that until Burrow got hurt. And really all we were talking about the rest of the year was how trash the offensive line was. We were talking about how the Bengals could make stops on third down. And it, it felt like when you watch a show and the best part of the show happens in the middle of the season and the rest of the season is just one big tail off. That's what last season felt like this season. You have a solid offense. Now the defense is kind of coming into form. So, now we're looking at a show where we should build up week by week by week. That's what it's looking like for the Bengals. So, if I had to pick a word for the Bengals, what we should expect this team to be, we should expect them to be entertaining. We should expect a good team rolling out there week after week. We should expect them to be very competitive. I feel like they got a fighter's chance in most of the games that they play. So, The strength of the Bengals team is, and that's a tough one because it's so easy to say wide receiver. You know, you look at Boyd, you look at Higgins, you look at Chase, and Chase's been dropping a couple of balls. But, I mean, this man hasn't played in like a year and a half. So you can expect a little bit of rust. Nobody will admit it. You know, you want your first-round pick to shine, and that's understandable. But there's going to be a little bit of rust there. You know, you got Auden Tate out here balling out. It's easy to say wide receiver, and you might be right. I feel like a big strength of this team is going to be the running back position. Joe Mixon is a baller. He's going to ball out. But you look at Samaje Piran behind him. You look at Chris Evans behind him. And these boys been balling out for real. Watch these running backs. I know we lost Giovanni Bernard, and I do understand that he he was that do everything back. But I feel like Mixon can be that do everything back, and Chris Evans is going to be that awesome change of pace. I feel like the running backs the running backs are going to make this. They're going to make it the strength of the team. Mixon is already a strength of the team but I feel like the depth is there. It was there last year with Giovanni Bernard. I don't feel like the Bengals have lost nearly as much in a running back position as people think they have. Mixon is now the number one back. He should be out there all three downs, but Chris Evans is going to give him that change of pace. I feel like defensive line can be a strength as well. Watch for that defensive line this year. I feel like they're going to set the tone for the entire defense. The cornerbacks are going to be solid. I feel like that defensive line is going to be really, really strong, which brings us to the weakness of the team, the part where I feel like people can exploit the Bengals the most. And, again, there's an easy choice, and then there's a choice that people aren't really looking at. So the easy choice is – offensive line and if you're not a Bengals fan you're gonna go like oh the offensive line is trash the offensive line is trash and they could be a lot better but if you look at the growth that the o-line had in the second part of the season and then you look at the pickups that they have you know you have Riley Reeve coming in and look at who the Bengals let go on their offensive line they let billy price go they let michael jordan go it's just funny when you hear people say they let Michael Jordan go. That's kind of strange, but <laughs> they let Michael Jordan go. These were two building blocks on the team, offensive line-wise, that a lot of people thought, hey, they're going to really stabilize this offensive line. And they're not here anymore. And some people could say, hey, you know, they they failed. They didn't. They weren't able to do what they're supposed to do with that line because they let them go. What I say is they feel confident enough about their O-line that they can let those two guys go and still be good. So I think the offensive line is still a weakness because they haven't really played yet, so they can't show people what they can do. I feel like the linebacker core for the team is the part that I'm most concerned about. And Jermaine Pratt has been playing a lot better. I feel like Logan Wilson is going to be a star. Uh, I feel like he's going to do really, really well. He's going he's gonna to be serviceable at best. I mean, at the worst, he's going to be serviceable. But they play the Bengals play in a division where running back play and tight end play are absolutely awesome. You look at Cleveland's tight ends and running backs. You look at what Pittsburgh historically has done with their tight ends. You look at the Ravens and what they do with their tight ends and their running backs. It seems like no matter what running back they put in there, he balls out. And on top of that, you're talking about Lamar Jackson, who people call him a running back that can throw. I call him a quarterback that can run because he gets the job done in the air and he can kill you with defeat. So I wouldn't say necessarily he's a running back that can throw because, I mean, I don't think you can win MVP like that. The guy's a star. He's a baller. So the Bengals are in a division where tight end play is fantastic. And historically speaking, the Bengals have been killed by tight ends. I mean, just absolutely pummeled by tight ends. The linebackers haven't been up to snuff in the past couple of years. They haven't been able to cover the tight ends. I feel like the Bengals are just now starting to understand what their linebackers should be able to do on an NFL field. Now, the Bengals are a little bit different from most teams because they only play two linebackers on a regular basis on the field. And they usually run with about um, three DBs or they play extra safety. So they're a little bit different. They don't need like a boatload of linebackers to get the job done but the linebackers they put in, they have to be able to cover from sideline to sideline, and they have to be able to run with tight ends. It's vital (laughs) in the AFC North that the linebackers are up to snuff. They have to be. So that's the part that I worry about the most. If we see strong and solid line play this year out of the Bengals, I mean, um, linebacker play out of the Bengals, this is going to be a really good defense because I feel like the cornerbacks are going to do well, and I feel like the D-line is going to do well. Watch those linebackers. If they ball out, it relieves a lot of stress. You don't have to put extra people on the field to worry about the tight ends running that scene route and stuff like that. So watch the linebacker play this year, especially in the first couple of games of the season. All right. Watch that week three game against um, Pittsburgh. So compared to the rest of the division, The Bengals are. I think I'll use two words for this. The Bengals are steadily climbing. I don't think that the Bengals have the talent just yet. And I'm talking purely talent wise. I'm not talking coaching or anything like that. Talent wise. I think the Bengals are a little bit behind Cleveland and Baltimore and Pittsburgh. And that's just talent wise. But two years ago. The gap between all of these teams were was huge. It was a huge gulf in talent between Cincinnati and Baltimore and Pittsburgh and Cleveland. The, the gap was huge. They're closing in that gap. They've been drafting better than most people think. They've been getting free agents that are really going to help the squad. And the thing about the NFL is this everybody's going to have talented starters. Everybody is. You're not going to be a starter in the league and not be talented, for the most part. I mean, we had some offensive line issues that showed a little bit different. But those offensive line issues came from the fact that people got hurt. And that's the thing about the NFL. Everybody's going to have the talent first string. The best teams, the better teams, they're going to be talented On the bench, they're going to be able to bring in cornerbacks that can play if another cornerback gets hurt. They're going to be able to bring in offensive linemen that can get the job done if the starters get hurt. The only position that this doesn't apply in is the quarterback. If your starting quarterback gets hurt 9.8 times out of 10, you are not going to have a backup that's better than the starter. Because if he was better than the starter or on the same plane as the starter, he'd be starting for another team. (laughs) That's just how it goes. So the only part that this doesn't apply for is the quarterback. But in every other position on the field, you have to have depth to where you won't see a significant falloff between your starter and your bench. And year after year after year, since about, I don't know, 2017, 2018, the Bengals haven't had that depth. The years that the Bengals were absolutely great, the Bengals had depth. For the last couple of years, they haven't. I feel like this is the first year in a long time where you can honestly say, looking through all of the positions, the Bengals have enough depth to compete if somebody gets hurt. For instance, you saw that Trey Waynes got hurt in the cornerback position. They have enough depth cornerback-wise now to make up for that. Last year, they didn't. The year before that, they didn't. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they compare to the rest of the division this year as opposed to other years because the depth behind the starters is finally there. I don't think they're quite there starter-wise. But if you look 1 through 53, this is a talented roster. And it's going to make the AFC North extremely tough to not only win, but to stay competitive in for any team in the AFC North, for Cleveland, for Baltimore, for Pittsburgh, and for Cincinnati. I feel like this is going to be a division where the winner of it might be 11-7, and something like that. Well, Eleven and six, because there's only seventeen games, not eighteen, so they might be eleven and six. Twelve and five will will definitely get it, but we might be looking at eleven and six, and then the team that's in second place might also be eleven and six and lose the tiebreaker, or they might be ten and seven. It's going to be a very tough division. Winning division games will be absolutely critical, and also winning. Conference games is going to be critical, so the Bengals' final record will be. Um, I don't have a drum roll to hit or nothing like that. <laughs> so if I if I had to, if somebody said, "Hey, LP, you have to make a bet on this," uh, I don't understand the whole gun to your head thing. Y'all. Why would somebody put a gun to my head and say, "What's the record going to be?" Why do you care that much? <laughs> but if somebody was really like, "Hey, you have to make a bet." What's your bet going to be on the Bengals' season? I would go 9-8. and That would be my bet on the season. The Bengals, unlike years past, are going to win some of those games that are close. For the last couple of years, the Bengals have been consistently losing close games. Six-point games, seven-point games, three-point games. Just haven't really broken their way. I feel like we have a strong enough kicker this year, Evan McPherson, who can knock those clutch kicks down from distance. I feel like Burrow can stay healthy. And I feel like the defense, which is the part that a lot of people outside of football didn't notice last year, the defense is really going to make a step up because the defense kind of lost a few games before. If this happens, I say best case scenario, best case, would be 11 and six. That's best case. Worst case, if the linebackers play horribly again, if the O line doesn't get it done, then we're looking at like a five win season because the schedule was tough. That's worst case scenario. So there's a variance here that's wild. I'm talking like a six game golf. I feel like it's going to hit that middle, the Bengals. May mess up some games in the early part of the season, you know, second week, third week, but I feel like they're also going to gain their footing and kind of go on a tear towards the middle of the season. So I'm calling nine and eight, nine and eight in the AFC this year. I'm not sure if it gets playoffs. I'm not quite sure if it does, but I feel like it'll definitely be third place in the AFC North, and that that would be what I would bet on. I can also see this team winning 11 games. I, I can really see that, and, and that's me being unbiased. Also me being unbiased, I can see this team winning five games because the schedule is just that weird. So – I, I would put it somewhere in the middle. I would say nine and eight, depending on how things shake out for the rest of the league. This may be enough for playoffs. It depends on what the AFC looks like. So that's basically what I think. Um, please feel free to let me know how you feel about the Bengals season. What are you most optimistic about? What are you worried about? What do you think the first four games of the season going to look like? Think think we're going three and one, four and zero, oh, two and two, you know one and three or something horrible. Uh, let me know how you feel about. I'll put a poll up on Twitter. You let me know what you think. But I feel like this could be a pretty good season for the Bengals. I really do feel like it can. Um, I was saying this on Twitter before I close out. I, I, for the last couple of years, I've been feeling kind of. Like, I'm excited to watch the Bengals, but at the same time, the NFL always gives me a little bit of, eh, well, because, you know, you got folks like Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed and Kenny Stills. They're not even on the free agent list for, like, the top 101 free agents in the NFL, and I feel like that's a real travesty. I feel that's a real shame because people aren't going to recognize the sacrifices that these men have made to make a change until long after their playing careers are done. They're going to get to a point where they won't be able to do it because of age or because of injury or something like that. People are going to say they don't have it anymore, and they're going to say, hey, you know, why would you even want to pick up somebody like Kaepernick in the first place? He hasn't played in so long. Like, that's really his fault. He simply kneeled on the field and decided, hey, I want to see something different happen for Black people in our community and people make sacrifices. And when they do, a lot of folks don't see the sacrifices being made until long after it's all done. I feel like we won't really appreciate what these men have done or are doing for a long time. You know, people are still watching the football. People are still, you know, giving it up to the NFL. And it's entertainment. And Nobody's knocking that at all. I mean, I just did like a 15, 16-minute segment on the Bengals. But what has to happen is we have to recognize what people are doing for the greater good. And we have to appreciate the sacrifices. We have people losing their careers to make a change. And like I always say, we really don't appreciate until it's too late. So I feel like, you know, anybody that's watching football, anybody that's a fan of football should take time to kind of lift up these people and praise what they're doing because it's not easy to do. It's not easy to be the fall guy for change. It's It's not easy to be that target that people look at and go like, oh, well, you know, he should be doing this or he should be doing that when you're feeling like you're doing what you have to do to call out something. So just wanted to make sure I say that, you know, special shout out to them. Um, keep y'all heads up. You know, we definitely appreciate the sacrifices and making sure we're doing things in our community as well to help make things a little bit better. So just wanted to kind of put that out there. I hope the Bengals have a great season. Hope we're watching some meaningful games in December. Uh, That's really what we want. Even if we're not in the race, it would just be great to sit down on a mid-December Sunday and go like, hey, we need this game if we want to stay in the playoff hunt. And we ain't really, really asking for much. (laughs) That would be perfect. So, you know, you got a Cincy fan talking with LP. And check y'all out next week. Go Bengals. Life is good. not ready for the conversation to end i'm not either make sure to catch me on twitter that's a sensi fan talking leave off the g at the end of it and we can keep the conversation going also don't be afraid to hit that subscribe button so you can catch the next episodes the episodes will drop every tuesday if there's a change in that i'll make sure to let you know appreciate the support as always life is good